0: You didn't tell me that a downpour of blessings was in the forecast.
1: Give me the mic. Give me the mic. Give me the mic.
2: Fightful.com's now 200 years old. Wait, what? Sorry, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, that makes more sense. Okay. Okay, thanks. Take two. Fightful.com's now at 200 episodes of absolute what? perfection, as everyone knows. So, what am I, I saying? I am an established talent. I am an established talent. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <My laughs> hell are you try. Yes, to I say? That was it. A- <laughs> Fightful.com goes on and 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 on. They've never got good that can't hardly even conjure one up. And they ran through four producers till they found one that stuck. They introduced the fightful title belt Reviewed all. it in plain sight She's a predator. And somewhere out there Mike Tyson's smoking weed tonight Sean got a new haircut And even went to Canada But one thing he still can't do Is beat up Melissa Mysterious man once attacked him It was quite a rumble But above it all SRS is humble
0: I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances You know, we Finesse Melissa with some counterfeits And now we're counting this Because I'm humble (laughs) You need You need to sit down and be humble.
2: 200 Strong, Fightful.com. Goes on and on, and on 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 and on. Oh, what's up, pussy? Jimmy Van still telling lots of stories. And he thinks that 35 is really pushing 40. There's the time that he glitched And the video did shimmy Which is the origin story of the man Called Disco Jimmy And Jimmy is obsessed with SRS's face He had a rubber Sean head made Just to keep at his place Sean and Jimmy went to Vegas It was quite a trip, but for some strange reason, neither one talks about it. Go on
0: and on 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 am on Toronto? on and on and on and on and on me you, in and
2: Sure. Was... 200 Strong It's the list and none and none and none and fightful. and none and Sean and none and none and none and none and none
1: Wow! Uh,
0: we wow, have some, we, Sean. we we yeah. have some guests. If not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wow! <laughs> yeah, I did all that, that was myself. Impressive. I that, had no, whew.
1: I had no help whatsoever. Okay, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. So, I have a lot of projects in queue at my company, and I've been talking to Lindsay, who manages everything, and she says everybody is so just swamped. <laughs> you know, we got to put everything back a few weeks. Everybody's so swamped. And now here I see. <laughs> all of this stuff was done isn't that interesting isn't it amazing i gotta tell you that a lot went into that i'm impressed sean a lot oh, yeah. went into that I, admittedly I, I did the highlight video myself that was me but uh-huh. they
0: created and, and let me just show you guys once I, I pop up the solo clip how badass was that intro jimmy it was really really. Now who did the voiceover for the uh, Tim Tim Kitzrow of uh, NBA Jam? Are you serious? Yes. And mm-hmm. hold on. Let, let's just take it. Let's take the time to appreciate this. What a good job Camille did. Oh my god.
2: Oh my <laughs> god. But let's
0: let's look at this again. Who
2: did what? It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire boom shakalaka 200 strong oh camillo did shot. that
1: with with Juan images as well like yeah it's wow. a team effort wow <laughs> so whenever i said hey Camilo, when are you gonna have that interview edited and you said oh not till like the end of next week it's all <laughs> sean's fault <laughs> it's all yes, so we can blame sean for all of our
2: productivity
1: <laughs> exactly issues. i gotta gotta tell you 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 went above and beyond i was telling you i didn't have a lot planned because of just covid and lockdowns i'm dealing with a lot of shit with employment lawyers and stuff and and uh that that was like the the i listened to the song and you must have worked a lot with trevor strong on the on the content very little the guy
0: is really
1: good he did that himself
0: i sent him a 40 minute like like footage thing that i was like hey if you can pull some stuff from this here are some highlights if you want to mention these and then like i gave him one additional email say hey maybe work this in there and that was it that guy is unreal good and then then i had this vision i was like you know what the nba jam guy follows me on twitter i wonder if he does ad drops and he does he does do them so i hit him up and i was like wait you know what our graphics team is, like, super talented. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Did, did you see the little the little character select screen, all the
1: websites
0: that they're – Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I I'm did. Just
1: I'm just I, saying. I saw that. That was very cool. It, you, you went above me. I'm, now, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. If you had have used Nigel as the voiceover guy, I wouldn't have known the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it, it sounded you know professional. The song was very detailed. You did a good job, man. Really appreciate it. You went above and beyond, like I said, especially since I was completely unprepared. So I'll have words words with the other three of you later for not telling me nothing. (laughs)
0: 200 episodes. I mean, we were working on this since early December, really. But I wanted to specifically have these three on to thank you guys for all the hard work that you all have done for us. Like, I don't think like that, like, obviously several of you have been on screen characters at times, but. Man, so much work goes into the graphics that Fightful has, and f- getting stuff done, like to make Fightful happen. And I want to thank you guys
1: so much, uh, even Melissa, for
0: this.
2: I'm <laughs> still gonna kick your ass.
1: <laughs> I would also mention Lindsay. Lindsay is a big part of what we do. I talk to her yes. and, and Melissa pretty much every day, and uh, the dev team, Steve especially, they're very deep. And I, I want to mention Dave too. Dave is the head of the dev team, but I talk to him every day. So. Uh, A lot goes on behind the scenes with FIFL that people don't even realize. And uh, so, yeah, you guys have have done a tip-top job where we are now compared to where we were four and a half years ago. And uh, I'm not going to – I don't want to reveal too much, but Sean and I had a conversation a little while ago where I told him, up until like six months ago or maybe eight months ago, I didn't know if FIFL was going to work. Yeah. Because we've put so much into it, but now I'm seeing the momentum. Now I I see the numbers going up. I see the uh, the 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 YouTube numbers. I see the Fightful Select numbers. Everything is on an upward trajectory. So, thanks excited for for for
0: Fightful
2: reports now because the numbers. No, you (laughs) don't. No, you don't.
1: It's Uh, a very deep report. She actually had to add Twitch to it last week. I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But guys, uh-huh. I, wanted, I wanted to thank you all so much. Didn't want to put you all on the spot too much, but wanted your your, your wonderful faces on the screen because let's be real, some of the people miss you guys too.
1: Yeah, I mean fight, Melissa's still the Fightful champion. Yeah, we'll see oh, about yeah. that. We'll see how it that works. Is. And uh, and uh, yeah, we used to have the little window for Nigel. Remember? Yeah, I do. It was. We cool. should like. We should figure out a little window for Camilo. You know, we can, oh, really? we
0: can do a lot of things like that. On,
1: <laughs> once on once I get back into the office and the stupid lockdown is done and the government's really dumb, once that's all finished, then maybe we'll have to come up with a little window for Camillo up there so that he can contribute. From time to I that. think that especially, would be very especially, cool. Especially when you bully him during breaks and I have to defend him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, you do no such that.
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, guys,
0: <laughs> we, we will actually get the wrestling show started, but I want to thank you guys for, for coming by.
1: All right, Right. see you guys. I'll be in touch. (laughs) So. That was cool, man. Can you still put the overlay up or is that? Of course. uh, Don't be ridiculous. Okay, there we go. Don't be
0: ridiculous. Well, I mean, I even got cool logos. Like,
1: look at that. That's bad. We even got one for Fightful, too. And to think my team has been, like I said, so backed up over these last few weeks. And I've
0: been (laughs) scratching my
1: head trying to figure out why I can't get things done.
0: I think Camilla did that in like an afternoon. I think he was, uh, now one, I don't know how long it took him, but yeah, you know, but guys, please send us super chats. It goes a long way. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, all that. I want to thank you guys so much for being here. 200 to think that 100 episodes ago, I was going to try to surprise you by flying to Toronto. Not an option anymore.
1: No, no. And and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago No, that that, that, that happened. And uh, I wrote down here, and, and another thing Sheldon and I talked about off the air, I questioned, okay, it's Inauguration Day in the U.S., is some garbage going to go down that we're going to have to to postpone? I'm really happy that it was smooth, and yeah. uh, and I watched a little bit of it, and I'm glad everything was smooth, and everything look, look, looks like it worked out just fine, so that's good. So the first 200 episodes, what are some of your favorite moments from uh, Listen oh, yeah. you Boy over the first I should say over the first 199 episodes what are some of your favorite moments so
0: well I mean it just so, to let you guys know I know a lot of people were like oh there wasn't as much old footage when like I showed a couple of people this I'm just I just put in stuff since the last highlight video we did oh, you did. This okay. is just in the last 100 episodes um the Cornette Russo thing was so funny uh our shows in person were very very good uh th- those as well I mean like I was getting in a cab out of what is it, the Rogers center or whatever, yeah. and just going right over there. Like there was so much cool stuff to do in Toronto and we were able to film content and we were releasing stuff at the end of 2020 that we had filmed in the middle of 2019. Cause we did, we did stuff there and of course we didn't have that option, but I mean, that was, that was one of my favorite was the, the Russo Cornet email that you got that one was unreal that was a
1: good one and, and one thing I should tell people too when Sean was in Toronto and they were doing all those independent shows just up the street from the office as it turned out in order to get to our studio at the office because I've got two floors in my building and in order to get to the studio you've got to walk through the dev team yeah. Like you've got to walk down a hallway past a bunch of developers to get to the studio. And so I thought it was funny that like Allison Kay and Jordan Grace and whoever else were going to be coming in walking past all these developers. Because I could imagine in their mind, like, what the hell is Sean getting me into? <laughs> and uh and that all worked out good. I mean, for me, the cornet one is definitely up there. For me, the argument on the air has always been one that makes me smile. Really? Yes, because I was so right. And so that that brings a smile oh, to my on. face. Uh the Mike Tyson marijuana. I'm gonna play that back for years because I was right again. So I'm gonna play that one back. That one I thought was good. And also, you know what one I love, Sean? What? The dog P one. Oh God. Love the dog P one. Sean almost blacked out.
0: I thought we were gonna get Over kicked off one. the air for sure. <laughs> I I was convinced. And of all the things we did get kicked off the air for, it wasn't that. Yes. Go figure. We, we we do have some well wishes. Ray says, congrats on 200. You guys are amazing. Feeling optimistic, what happens if Drew doesn't test negative? 14 days isn't a guarantee. Well, then they just move the match back. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, they got two Royal Rumble matches. This is not something that they're like <laughs> the whole company's depending on or anything like that.
1: Totally agree. The, the landscape that they're in, with all due respect to Drew and Goldberg, I don't know if that's going to be the big draw. A Rumble match is the draw. And so they could, they'd find ways around it. They've had to do it before. They'd find ways around it. So,
0: Uh, we also have someone saying a penny per episode. Congrats. (laughs) Didn't need stopping by to congratulate us on episode 200. Gregory Nelson says bad timing, but AEW Series 4 is up for pre order. I got to order these while I'm on the air because they'll be gone.
1: I heard something about uh, uh, Cody Rhodes got a second figure in some of the. He got a fourth
0: figure. Oh, he's got
1: four of them. Okay.
0: He's got the original. He's got the chase figure in that line. Yeah, He's got the two-pack with Dustin, and now he's got another one. And that's like Britt Baker. I don't know if it's playful or or what, but uh, has very clearly just kind of put out there like, hey, you know what? I I would really like a figure actually.
1: I'm sure it is. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Cody is – Cody's the – I'm not gonna. I guess he's kind of the Hulk Hogan, I suppose, of AEW. It just doesn't surprise me. That's just kind of how it is.
0: Yeah, it's just man. I I do want to see them. <laughs> I do want to see uh, Britt Baker get a figure. I mean, she's one of my favorite sure. parts about about AEW. Kevin 100%. Seat says, "Congrats on 200, fellas. Keep up the great work here and on all the fight." Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Anakin reacting, saying, "Amazing!" I was pretty happy. That took a full a full Saturday of. Of video editing for me like
1: that was really well done it was really well done i i, I try not to pump sean's tires too much <laughs> because sometimes he gets a little egotistical but that was he's jimmy is like <laughs> my cameron
0: grimes if i'm the cool Damien priest that's walking around hot tubbing with hot chicks and leather gear and sunglasses jimmy is cameron grimes he comes up and lets the air out of my tires whenever he can JJ says, congrats on 200 episodes. Here's money just for that intro. Good, thank you, because I had to pay Trevor Strong $250 to write that song. Did you? Yes, I did.
1: Canadian, yeah?
0: No, I think I paid him USD.
1: What? You should have talked to me first. I know where he lives. He lives in small town, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, I know. But he's really good. I mean, I guess very good. I, you yeah. know what?
0: I'll expense it. No big deal. Hannah says Jimmy's money bar being full with the shoes and funny being empty. You didn't see that, did you? uh no Did you notice that oh no. my god okay so i'll pull that up for people to see I'll jimmy's take-
1: money bar
0: oh yes Hold i on. missed
1: it i totally missed it
0: <laughs> i'm so proud of myself i'm such a little <laughs> shit i swear to god yeah you were. yeah uh, you are i'll tell you guys a story about that let me find it okay here we go so let me find this overlay to apply jimmy won't think it's so funny then
1: it's <laughs> so, all right i got okay. extension john you here, know this about here, me here we go Oh,
0: i totally did not see that your money is up your hosting is up <laughs> about the same as mine but your funny yeah. and shoes are at the bottom my very money nice. is all the way at the bottom so i mean you know very uh, here, nice
1: here's the funny thing i was pretty creative i gotta say i i did notice all of the little uh wrestling acronyms on the top that was pretty creative Juan had your hosting listed higher
0: than me, and I went <laughs> off about it. I said, you put my hosting stats up. I'm like, turn those sliders up. We are not doing this. We you know, not-
1: I am blessed to have loyal staff, Sean Ross app. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So they look out for me.
0: A uh, good friend, Destiny FOMO, says, SRS, confirmed bully. Congrats on 200. Confirmed confirm bully. Yeah, confirm. right. We love Destiny FOMO. Uh, 29 me up. Yeah, I am. 29 names Deegan says, Here's money for that fantastic intro. I love the game stats detail. That was very cool, man. I, I was like, You know what? We can use these images for multiple things. We've got a fightful image with the press start thing. We can use that for our Twitch. We can do a lot of yeah, stuff. Actually, yeah. Yeah. And Evan writes says, Happy 200, guys. I love the show and you guys rule. Thoughts on negative one asking Hangman to join Dark Order tonight? And he says, Yes impact people tonight i would be surprised if we didn't see impact people for sure i mean the way i mean we can go in and talk to it we talked about that because we don't yeah. have any more super chats right now please get those in please leave a thumbs up but last night's impact wrestling was one of the most exciting episodes of impact wrestling i've seen in years and i was talking to people who were there because i you know your boy was getting the scoops for fightful select.com all weekend long. When other people (laughs) said that Taya was going to be at the tapings, I said, Oh no, she is not. She's gone. They filmed her skit Saturday night. Uh, We were getting all kinds of news there. I didn't know of any AEW stuff there. So they kept that pretty quiet. Uh, As far as negative one, I love it. I think Adam page should join dark order. I think that's ready made for dark order. A bunch of kind of, I don't want to say rejects, but rejects led by hangman page building up over a year and taking the title away from his old buddy Kenny Omega.
1: Yeah, and the thing is is the the unfortunate tragedy that happened has paved the way for the dark order to turn babyface and hangman never really officially turned heel. Uh it does make sense. It, it it's kind of unfortunate that it had to happen under that circumstance, mm-hmm. but it does make sense because they they are going to be a babyface group I think now. Hangman Page is basically still a babyface. And so, it makes perfect sense to do it. I uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still going to reserve judgment on the whole AEW Impact thing. And I was gonna, I was gonna talk about this later, but we can talk it now. I, I talk about it now. I still do not see the benefit for AEW yet. I saw a Private Party on Impact, and that's cool because they got a, you know, an extra day of work against Gallows and Anderson. That's cool. But they can also do dark, and AEW has just as many veterans as Impact does. So, I don't see the benefit yet. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it looks like they're going to do Omega Swan because uh, Omega pin Swan at Hard to Kill. So it looks like they're yeah. going to do Omega Swan. If they're going to go full board with Omega's character, he's got to beat Swan for the Impact Championship. So that's probably what they're going to do. To me, where it'll get really interesting is if New Japan gets in there. And if, and if suddenly you got Kota Bushi in there, that would be... Just a whole different situation and especially if because i know you said in the past impact new japan had an issue with impact if they're yeah. able to get past all of that and if now suddenly you've got impact oh. and new japan I mean, in the mix with aew could start to get interesting because i just see much more benefit of having new japan talent in AEW, aew talent in new japan that's a mutually beneficial relationship impact and- wrestling
0: in some of the things I've heard about New Japan of late, I would be shocked if they got over it. Some of the things that I hear they That's get upset just a about, shame. yeah. Oh, I, I've I've heard. I mean, they've gotten upset about people even mentioning Shibata in interviews. They've really? been upset over people really? revealing that that they mass taped New Japan USA. Um, there's a lot of unusual stuff, and the thing is, I mean, not 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 to mention the copyright stuff we dealt with with them. Like, there's a lot of. Very, very different things, and I'll say it's good that they had Chris Bay come in and do stuff from Impact. That's a good sign, but I'd be shocked if they got over it. I I hope they can, but man, the things I've seen in just the last few weeks doesn't lead me to believe that. As far as private party – to the impact audience, they immediately look like main eventers because they main evented last night.
1: Absolutely, and that's cool. No question, no question. Like this, this has been, like I said before, this has been a nine to five, ninety-five to five benefit ratio. Impact to AEW so far. Impact should be very appreciative to Tony Khan, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure yes. they are. They should be very appreciative to Tony Khan. He has done charity work impact wrestling even when they got gallows and anderson and when they brought all those guys on after the big layoffs from wwe they still had no buzz they had no buzz they had no momentum nobody was watching the show no question it's 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 you know it's great for impact that these guys come in and look like stars matt hardy being there is great for them omega being there every week is great for them all of this is great for them i just don't see the benefit for aw yet
0: especially with matt hardy having a history in impact wrestling it makes a whole lot of sense
1: there and and now like we talked about use the tape library yeah use it tony
0: Tony khan being in the impact zone was like wow i didn't expect that
1: with his little notebook it was funny that was jerry lynn beside him yeah
0: yeah yeah it was jerry lynn got involved and
1: okay i didn't see all that i'm i
0: i'm enjoying it i'm really really enjoying what we're seeing here and we compared it to the uswa vince mcmahon stuff and it's very much like that oh my god jimmy when he said here I'm going to pay you for tonight's ad, and he pulls out a, a, a wadded-up $100 bill, and then he said, oh, here's for next week, and he pulls out another wadded-up $100. I
1: died. It I bet you, Sean. Be good. I bet you that the USWA Vince thing is the, is the inspiration. I yeah. bet you it is.
0: And I got to give impact credit for being able to kind of laugh at themselves over stuff like this.
1: Oh yeah. You run with it. You run with it. I mean, if, if somebody comes to you, you got to remember what they were doing before they started this, this partnership. Yeah. They were doing the, who killed this guy and they were doing all this stuff. And, oh, they, still and they still no, are. They still are. I mean, but, but Taya but got was...
0: arrested for that sh- that shooting. They had Ethan page ripped or get his heart ripped out by karate man.
1: I oh. know, but that was like the predominant sure. storyline. Because Tessa, who was the hottest thing, was gone. And so that was the hottest storyline. And now they still, like, you're, like you said, they still have this stuff. But this uh, AEW story is by far the biggest thing they got going. And so good for them. If I'm Scott Demore or Don Callis or Anthem and I got AEW calling saying, we want to do this. And you're going to be you know, positioned this way. We're going to be positioned this way. I'd be all over that. Wouldn't even think twice about it.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if it's going to build up to a blood and guts thing for AEW, because I think that would, that could be kind of cool, because they don't have necessarily a blood and guts feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I see a lot of you asking questions in the chat. Uh, donate a super chat if you want those read on the air, as Rob Wilkins does. Uh, I mean, he, he covers a lot of AEW stuff for us. He says, congrats on 200 episodes. I found Fightful in 2019. Never imagined I'd be a small part of Fightful. That means a lot to me. You're a big part of Fightful, my friend, and I appreciate you. He says, can't wait until episode 300. Is Jason Jordan trying to return? Let's go. This is new to me. Really? I don't I don't know anything. Like, did he put out a tweet or something?
1: The only thing I've seen from him in a long time is when he did a tribute video for Brody Lee. That's the only thing I've seen.
0: Yeah, Rob, uh, hit me up and let me know what you're talking about because I don't know. The last thing I heard about Jason Jordan— is that he was experiencing some grip issues and that was like a year ago. Oh, Joel Pearl says he said it on the bump. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Watching the bump on Wednesday morning is not (laughs) high priority for me. Um, Yeah. uh, And Joel says, or Gulak mentioned it. Chad Gable mentioned something. I hope he is. I thought that Jason Jordan was so good. He did something that a lot of people can't do these days, Jimmy. He worked people. There were so many people going, oh, he's not really a baby face. He's so annoying. That was the point. You were supposed to be annoyed by him. That was Kurt Angle. Yes. I feel like almost dirty even explaining that to people. Like if you don't get it, but you're getting worked by it, I don't want to explain it to you because I like that you're getting worked by it. Right. Uh, But uh, Jason Jordan's so good. I, I, I hope that would be a big shot in the arm for WWE.
1: Oh yeah. Elite level athlete, you. elite level athlete. And, and given the landscape now, I think he's got much more opportunity now than he had even a few years ago. Evan so. says I popped when they
0: revealed they were actually there. Tony and, uh, and Tony and Tony. Yeah. I, I'm really, really digging this impact last night was one of the best impacts I'd seen in a long time. James storm. I even mentioned, I hate country music. His that. theme song fires up. I'm all about
1: it. He responded to your tweet about that too.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I also got a select uh, exclusive on his contract status with Impact. Go over there and subscribe now. But Matt J. Hendricks says, What are the chances of carrying crossers as Finn Balor being placed on WrestleMania 37, given there isn't a TakeOver Mania weekend? Uh, I don't know. I think it's possible. I think two nights. Yeah. But they're also going to try to be finished by like 10 each night.
1: Still six hours, yeah, six hours is still a long time.
0: Based on on what I heard from people near the venue, was that they they wanted to have a a specified amount of time because they didn't want a bunch of people around there for like six seven hours
1: at a time. And I think that's a good idea. Yep, I want to talk more about mania, but before I do, I want to I want to touch upon two fifo related things first. First thing I want to do is I want to mention uh, a young lady by the name of Molly Bell. Love Molly I, Bell. I will be the first to admit I wasn't overly really familiar with Molly Bell. And, and uh, I talked to Sean about her a couple of days ago. I saw her Tony Shavani article that she did for FIFA called uh, Tony Schiavone There and Back Again. It was a very well-written, creative piece. Uh, you know what's funny, Sean? And I didn't tell you this. I have this habit and I kind of do it on purpose. I'll hit up Sean and I will, I will mention somebody's name and then I don't put anything else because I think Sean expects that I'm going to be negative. I think. Is that is that fair to say? What is it now? Sometimes I'll mention somebody's name to you, but I won't say anything else until you respond.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll automatically <laughs> assume you're going to bury you're somebody. you still going to
1: bury him, And I do yeah, it on purpose. Course. So I mentioned, I, I mentioned Molly Bell, and then I said nothing because I was waiting for Sean to, to react. And then I told her, I think that her piece was great, very well written, very creative, tying it into Bilbo Baggins. I thought it was very well done. And Tony Giovanni loved it really put it over said it meant a lot to him and his family i uh i uh read a little bit about molly's story and she went through a lot of adversity in her younger days and for her to come through and and you know be a strong positive person i have much respect for that so i wanted to mention her and mention that article and then the other thing i wanted to mention again without getting swelled heads uh too much sean ross Sapp's inside the royal rubble piece was really good man it was really good. I well, know you've worked wanna, on it for a long time. Yeah.
0: I want to put over Molly Bell first, man. Like I'm, she had left another outlet. I don't know, like drag their name to the mud or anything, but I reached out and I was like, Hey, if you ever want to run anything on Fightful, we'll do something. And just the stuff that she worked. And it's an approach that I love taking with feature stuff. Like you're not going to see me write a lot of negative features myself. I reserve those opinions for the podcast and you can watch the podcast. And that's the selling point of that. If I'm going to take time, sit down and write something it's probably going to be pretty positive unless it's a rare exception. And I love that approach. And Molly dropping that when she did was very important to Tony Schiavone. You saw him tweet worst day ever, like maybe the day before that. Yep. And people don't forget that Tony Schiavone will not forget that. And I love that, that a lot of these wrestlers are also feeling more comfortable with recognizing how much they influence people like Molly and the effect that they have. And they're willing to share that. And then a bunch of their followers are like, Oh yeah, that's how I feel too. And it connects to a whole, a whole lot of people. Molly Bell is just one of the best people in just this whole wrestling thing. She's a wonderful person. I'm so glad that we were able to, to run that stuff. Like it's, Every time that she writes something, I'm like, I just know this is going to be good. And then I read it and she has a way of of garnering emotion. And that's not easy to do in the written word about pro wrestling. And she she does it. She does it every time,
1: especially with so much negativity on the Internet. And I, I'm yeah. sure that an older school guy like Tony Schiavone probably maybe it's different now but I'm sure for a while he had a very negative opinion of the internet because back in the day, you know, they always heard everything as dirt sheet and they used to crap on the internet because they thought that it, it killed wrestling or it hurt, you know, the mystique of pro wrestling. So I don't know what his opinion of the internet is today, but I'm sure it was negative for a long time. And to see somebody write a piece so positive like that about him uh, and to see him respond the way he did, he he got,
0: he got buried in the way that I, I think I put it to Jeremy In 2000, 1999, we did not know how good we had it with commentators. We did not have any idea how good we had it, that Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler were on one brand. Michael Cole and Taz were on another brand, uh, like, around through there. You had Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan, and then you had Joey Styles and Don Callis. We had no clue how spoiled we were at the time Mm -hmm. until you got the overproduced trash that happened and. I will never take a good announcer for granted again. Never, ever, ever. Uh, as far as the Royal Rumble piece, I'll, I'll get my roses for that one. <laughs> I, was, I was really, really touched that so many people in WWE were not only willing to give me quotes, but were willing to put their names.
2: Say goodbye
0: With them, too. There were a couple, a couple really high up ones that were like, ah, I can't do that, but I can give you the insight. But they're like Drew McIntyre straight up gave me a quote, hit him up cold, said, Hey, I would really like some input because the only winner I've spoken to is Bret Hart. And quite frankly, I don't have access to a lot of Royal Rumble winners. They are unfortunately past, inaccessible, or in WWE. And I ain't hitting up Alberto Del Rio,
1: that's for <laughs> sure.
0: But I did hit up Ricardo Rodriguez and he helped. So that was kind of cool. I had started this in 2016 when I interviewed Shane Helms, or I did a podcast with him and it was just about his rumble experiences. And back then I was like, I can do something with this. Eventually spoke to court Bauer for like 15, 20 minutes about it. Got that approach. And the thing that I love is that I think I'm doing another one of these. I think I'm going to do one in the future because I had so many wrestlers even ones that I reached out to that didn't get back, and they said if I would have known it was going to be that, I would have I would have helped out and I would have went to bat. So it looks like I'll be doing another Inside the Royal Rumble feature. And the thing I love about that, Jimmy, is there ain't no shortage of stories. There's going to be 60 people in Royal Rumble matches this year, and I'm going to get to talk to a lot of them somehow. I was able to, to work it in with Triple H, Shotzi, Kevin Owens, a lot of people. So uh, big thank you to everyone who shared that. I really appreciate that.
1: Well, I saw you posting things on Twitter, so I kind of figured you were going to do another one because I saw you post, you know, how many guys have been eliminated by a big boot. And it's funny because you showed one graphic. Yeah. And, to, and to me, this is still one of my favorite rumbles of all time. Uh, I believe it was the 89 Rumble. Demolition Axe, Demolition Smash 1 and 2. And Andre the Giant was number three. Yes. That was great. That was one of the best Rumble, Rumble uh, openings to any Rumble ever in, in the history of the match. And uh, when you put up that graphic of Axe looking at Smash, you're spot on with that. That was oh, great.
0: That sets, that like I remember I never got to watch them live. I would rent the VHSs when I was a kid, myself and my cousin. When Axe came out number one and Smash was number two, boy, did that set the tone. And there was just so much cool about it because they didn't play theme songs then f- after two. So when you hear that theme at number one, then you hear that theme at number two. Right, oh, was such a cool moment so perfect
1: for so. sure and then andre being number 3 too yes cuz then yeah. they had to they had to you know uh, kiss and make up and then take out andre yeah.
0: but i've always been like a royal rumble guy no matter what like i i do a stats piece every single year it's over 2500 words in its own like just statistics that i update i did a thing in 2017 called retro rumble where i went back and watched all the royal rumbles and like tweeted them that's still unfightful somewhere. So I'm going to keep doing a lot of Royal Rumble heavy content. I mean, I, I posted the video and it's done well. I was so mad. YouTube uploaded it in like 360p. So that's unfortunate. I don't have that in HD. And the for some reason, I left out the Matt Stryker interview. I'll probably just post that uh, solo because Matt Stryker gave me an incredible, incredible amount of insight. I hit up Corey Graves. I, I have probably haven't talked to Corey Graves in a year. And I messaged him, and I was like, listen, man, I'm working on this. I'd really like some insight. And he echoed a lot of Matt Stryker's sentiments that they don't like to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And Matt said, oh, I overprepared the first time, and I think it sucked. Mm -hmm. He was like, so I went in not wanting to know anything. I love learning about pro wrestling, and this was something I got to learn a lot about, and it was so cool. And we have some super chats. Dante says, congrats on 200 Fightful with 2020 being a total cluster and working in a cemetery. It was hard to enjoy wrestling. But everyone has been great and entertaining. I really appreciate the content. Thank you, everyone. Well, I thank you for what you're doing. I know there's a lot of families that are going through some really shitty times, for quite sure. frankly. And uh, sure. I know that's not an easy thing to do. 30 Name Deegan says, Fightful has been knocking it out of the park. Great job, guys. Congrats on 200. Can't wait for inside, inside the Royal, Royal.
1: <laughs> I could
0: probably do a full, like we're when Fightful Select goes on to the main site, we're doing um, a show called Sean Ross stories off the back of us telling like street fight stories on Friday nights. And I'm going to talk about like covering shows in Vegas, in Toronto and like some of the behind the scenes stories. I could probably do a full one on just putting together this as well, but how
1: deep on Vegas do you want to get Sean? Well,
0: I'm going to have Andrew Thompson on it for sure. (laughs) I, I hope I can get him talking about, perhaps him almost giving a bionic elbow to a certain disgraced pro wrestler in which I just want to say this. Andrew Thompson would have lit that motherfucker up. I just want to say no doubt of my mind.
1: (laughs) All right, let's, let's move on and talk about WrestleMania. Let's
0: talk about NHL. Have you watched it? Okay. 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 Go ahead. Have you watched any of the season?
1: Somebody says, uh, I've seen some, it's hard for me to get into it. And, and, uh, uh, maybe part of it is because the Edmonton Oilers suck again. Ah. But it's been tough for me to get into it with no fans. I I wish that they would try to come up with something like basketball did and like baseball did. Like I wish they would try to come up with something, because all they do is tarp it. Like they just have tarps over the over the seats. So uh, it's been a little tough for me to get into it. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen some of it.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we we do need to talk about WrestleMania. How about another fightful select exclusive, Jimmy, on Friday? I posted that. Uh, I had heard WWE was moving WrestleMania back to the second week of, of April. And when somebody told me this, they just casually told me, and I'm like, wait, 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 that's a big thing. Let me check on this. And everybody said, yeah, second week of April. Now, when this person told me uh, April 11th, and I was like, oh, okay. But then when I reached out to people in WWE and they started to say second week of April specifically, I was like, oh, this is going to be multiple nights mm-hmm. i did not know about next year and the year following we got dallas next year mm-hmm. and we've got uh, la, LA. here yep. and i think you're right you said something on twitter or to me about the rock and roman reigns on twitter
1: yeah right. yeah there there's a couple of reasons i think it so that there's so much i want to ask you about on this first let's talk about this year's mania um, so WrestleVotes just reported today that WWE is planning to permit upwards of 25,000 fans a night. Stephanie McMahon had gone on TMZ and done an interview after they announced, uh, the, these locations. And she said, we want to have fans. We have, we're working out the logistics, but we're planning to have fans. And now WrestleVotes is saying 25,000. When they were initially setting up Raymond James pre COVID for last year, they were anticipating upwards of 80,000 people. Uh, and so that means a little bit of over 30% is what they're planning for capacity. What do you think of that? What do you think given the landscape? Uh, cause we're, you know, a few months out still, but what do you think of the landscape? 25,000 a night?
0: I think if they jack up prices and they should, they probably really should jack up those prices and a lot of people won't be happy, but you jack up the prices, you can probably make it work. Um, I mean, I'm still, I feel a lot of ways about it. Like, are they going to mandate vaccines? If so, that really restricts what you're doing. I think I hit you up and said, I ain't even considering doing anything with them until I get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. If I get both of my my doses and they say, hey, come do media stuff, I'll do it. Until then, I ain't considering it. I don't think they'll provide vaccine proof or, or mandate that there, although they should. But yeah, it. it seems like they'll be spaced out and all that. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I understand that they want fans. I sympathize with them, but then I don't because they haven't given me a reason to sympathize with them. They've fumbled COVID handling for a year now.
1: 100% agree. I agree with all of that. I t- To me, the biggest logistical problem is going to be entering the building, exiting the building, merch, and concessions. And I know I read about, it might have been football when they started, that they were going to handle in-seat concessions where you order on your phone. Can they do that with merch too? Maybe they can uh, in terms of pro wrestling. I don't know. That That's going to be the, the, the biggest logistical issue. And then like you mentioned earlier, leaving the building, people are going to hang around. You know what I mean? They're going to be hoping yeah. to see some of the wrestlers leave, whatever. That's going to be very difficult logistically, so we'll see how they can handle that. Will not shock me if we hear, say, by the end of May, that WrestleMania was a super spreader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. shock that. Wouldn't yeah. shock me at all. So we're going to see. Now, now let's talk about next year, and you already alluded to this. So Mania 38, AT&T in uh, Dallas on April 3rd. I did post on on social media, and, and it's kind of funny because Roman Reigns was asked about this. He did an interview with Fox Sports. He was asked about Mania and about The Rock, and he said that WrestleMania 39 makes sense because it's in Hollywood. And and obviously, The Rock, Hollywood. I think next year in Dallas makes way more sense than than L.A. for yes. two reasons. First reason is Rock is going to be 50 next year. He'll be 51 the following year. And he's not getting any younger. He already, in the past, said he was retired. But then he kind of alluded that he would do one more match. He's not getting any younger. That's number one. Number two, and you know this, The Rock is so big on breaking records. He's so big oh, on Oh, Yeah. All he talks about is the biggest, this, the biggest, this, the biggest thing.
0: You know who else is? Who's that? WWE.
1: WWE. Absolutely. Yeah. And AT&T Stadium gives them the opportunity to potentially, given on where things are at, potentially produce uh, their biggest attended show of all time. The Rock is going to want to be a part of that. There's no question about it. And so for those two reasons, next year to me makes significantly more sense then 39 what they could do is they could do him and Roman next year. And he had lunch, the, the hall of fame class the year after in Hollywood, that makes I, the most sense. And, and I, I went so far on Twitter as to say, it wouldn't surprise me if WWE believes that they got the rock next year.
0: Yes. And uh, there, there's a, a certain way. I think they should really structure this Roman reigns continues his reign of terror all throughout this year. I don't 100%. want to lose that title. Yep. Royal rumble next year. The rock costs him that title because what we have seen is all due respect to the WWE championship or universal championship. That family is more important than the WWE championship and him saying, I'm the provider. I always have been the provider and I continued. I will be that's, that's a match. That's a super fight. 100%. That that. I would do Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. It, if you can, you don't got to put a single title belt around that. Mm-hmm. Not, not a one. And then you've got Becky Ronda. You've got uh, Rock and Roman. You've got two WWE women's title matches, two top title matches. We're talking six marquee matches right out of the gate. Yep. Agreed. That, and that, Cena. And and yeah. Cena yeah. Cena doesn't need to be in a
1: title match either.
0: Yeah, Cena doing literally anything. You get him in. there. Yep. And then WD, you know what WWE can do? Exactly what they will do. After COVID, oh my God, nobody thought the world was going to go back to normal. Then we did 100,000 people, and we fixed COVID. <laughs> Just like how they repaired the nation after 9-11. Verbatim,
1: they're going to say we yes, fixed yes. COVID?
0: repaired the nation after 9-11, and all these evil people came after Vince McMahon during the steroid trial. You know how they do. Right. But they can say, we drove over 100,000, and the world was normal again, thanks to WWE. like.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I question, you know, even if say COVID is under control and they're able legally, you know, safely to fill the stadium, I question if they'd be able to fill it, even with the rock on the card, just given, given, you know, the popularity trajectory of WWE, I question it, but you never know. Maybe it'd be a situation where people that haven't been able to travel to Mania for a couple of years, people that haven't been able to take part in a big event, maybe they, they have that hunger and so they all go. So we'll see.
0: There's a few things I'm going to keep a close eye on. I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on wrestling viewership numbers now because politics, hopefully, are about to get really boring again. Yes. And as we've said, that has dominated things. and. Politics being really boring is going to be really, really good, hopefully, for, for WWE numbers and, yep. and AEW numbers. AEW, yep. And I mean, who knows how that will be, be now, but there has been a megaphone that had the batteries taken out of it effectively. And quite, we, we don't know how that will affect pro wrestling, because quite frankly, especially, I mean, it's not just an 18 to 49, it's not just an older demographic. News was dominating like all things so
1: it was basically a a perfect storm for for the news world with covid and then uh and then the political stuff
0: well if you're hoping to keep your sex life exciting and you want to keep those ratings up get your penis super hard thanks to bluechew.com code Fightful. blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work and they've worked for over a hundred episodes for fightful they've been with us Since 2017, giving people rock-hard ding-dongs, Jimmy. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that beautiful graphic. 200 episodes, and that's what we have. It's a chewable, so it gets in your system whenever you're ready or whenever you're not. You don't have to have a problem to use this stuff. You get that confidence. You get that performance, and you can have confidence in getting it because you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or a doctor's office. Everybody's going there to get diagnosed. Everybody's going there. To, to get treated, people are going there to, to get their vaccines. A lot of stuff like that. You want to avoid the doctor and the pharmacy if you can. So Blue Chew ships straight to your door. You just pay $5 shipping when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Pay the mailman. Take care of the mailman. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. We love them. They have been our most loyal sponsor for years and years. With blue chew.com code for Your erection goes on and 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 on.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're done. Good? We're, yeah, we're good. We're good. Awesome. Awesome. I want to move on and talk about the rumble. Uh the first thing I want to ask you about what did you think about the beat and switch? Adam Pierce is out, Kevin Owens is in, last man standing, Roman Reigns. What do you think about that?
0: Didn't mind it, but we've seen the Owens thing before. Yes. I I love Kevin Owens. I love it. I don't know why they have a desire to do every single match like three or four times. You can never just do one match. One person's better than the other. Move on.
1: I am disappointed in it. And again, it's it's no fault of Kevin Owens. I'm disappointed in it because Adam Pearce was something different. It was something just unique. Mm -hmm. And like you just said, they've already wrestled Roman and KO twice. Roman won both of them. And so I just don't feel the need to see it a third time. And because of the stipulation, Jay Uso is going to get involved again. Yeah. I just, I just don't need to see it again. I, I would have much preferred to see Roman Reigns, Adam Pierce, cause it was something different. I wanted to ask you I, too, I but-
0: wanted to see an Adam Pierce promo the the week before Royal Rumble, where he goes, I've waited my entire life for this opportunity. I never thought I was going to get it. He was like, I love my job now, but I'm a five time NWA world champion. And I'm going to kick the living shit out of you. <laughs> Or die trying. Like I would – and like I said, you've got two Royal Rumble matches on that show. There's plenty of stuff to sell that.
1: I I just wish
0: Adam Pearce would have done that. Wish.
1: I wanted to see Adam Pearce in his old gear with that big headband over top of the shaved dome. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I wanted to see. So uh that's a little unfortunate it, and then when it comes it, to he's been one of my favorite parts of WWE over the last year. Yes. Yes, he's been good. Actually, you know what? Let me ask you another thing about him before I move on. So he tried his best on social media to explain one of people's criticisms with Rumble build. Bless which-
0: him for trying.
1: Yes, bless him for trying. So if anybody missed it, you know how everybody this year has declared for the Rumble. Everybody except for I think two people, Drew Gulak and Ricochet, I think are the only two that had to qualify for the rumble. Everybody else got to declare. It's been a big pet peeve of people. We just saw a Ricochet lose on rod AJ styles trying to qualify. And uh, Adam Pierce said on uh, Twitter quote, it's actually pretty simple. Those that have been granted the ability to simply declare entry into the Royal rumble by management are free to do so. Those that haven't must qualify. I don't write the rules. I enforce them. Bless. Oh, there it is. Look at you, Sean. Look at oh, you. Hi, Jimmy. Bless him for trying, but like I just said, I think only two guys had to qualify, and everybody yeah. else just strolled on out there and declared. It, it's it's oh. cool, but he, he tried. So we
0: had a pretty good idea about that on, on the Raw show. Like, have Ricochet and Drew Gulak angry, go into him, and then, like, the week before the Royal Rumble, they have, like, a knockdown, dragout, show them what you can do qualifier, and then that person gets number one or number two, and then they're the Iron Man in the Royal Rumble, and they they do pretty well. They don't win, obviously, but yep. they, these are the types of stories that should be told. Jimmy, play play off of the things that people are asking about. Play off of that stuff, and and then what? Instead of instead of a half hour like talk show segment, you got Ricochet and Gulak going out there, two of the best in the world, doing it. And then you can have a ready-made Royal Rumble story. This stuff is elementary.
1: I completely agree. I like, I obviously ricochet is one of the best ever in the ring. I mean, his athletic ability is off the charts, but there are holes in ricochets game. Like I, I saw him at one point with AJ styles, he looked at the monitors and he like was chirping. And I, yeah. I saw that and I thought that's weird. You're, 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 chirping monitors, but drew Gulak is a well-rounded Good in the ring, can talk. He, he, you know, he, he can improvise and think on his feet. He's got so much that he could do, and and he just doesn't get the chance. We've seen like quick glimpses of it, you know, when he did the PowerPoint stuff, when he had the tag team with Daniel Bryan. There's a lot he could do. So that to me is a good idea. Have him be the guy that goes an hour in the Royal Rumble. That's a great idea to the, me. And sad. he's probably not even going to be in.
0: The sad thing is, once you show Vince McMahon that you can be funny he takes really shitty liberties with it. Right. Uh, Alva M says, sad mania LA got moved, especially since it was only a two hour driving on my birthday, hoping to go to Texas mania last year or next year. Congrats on 200. I'll probably be there for, for the lead up for media, but yeah, I was, I was excited to hang out with Denise a little bit and, and meet people in LA and all that. But you know what, this year it wasn't going to happen. So I'd rather it be in a couple of years. Uh, also it got me out of having to do that terribly, I don't want to say terribly planned event, but the terribly planned match that I was going to be in in Tampa last year, that guy may have actually died during our match. And that <laughs> was really horrifying.
1: Do you like dropping him on his head or something? No,
0: no, it was, we were doing, I'll tell this story in full on Sean Ross stories, but they they built it around the tall thing, and that was phased out by then. You you know, I was trying to end that bit. I despised it. Well, I, I ended the bit because I yeah. never let it go too long. I but they wanted to do a brawl for tall match where it was like a brawl for all match, but oh my god, this guy and I, I love the dude. I really did before some things emerged about him, but I'm not gonna go into a thing like that and look shitty doing it like you're it,
1: telling me you were going to legitimately like no, hit this no, guy.
0: I didn't do anything but i wasn't gonna be a slob either i was working out really hard and i was getting in shape for it and i don't think that he was and i know he wasn't because he had had some issues in the past it was very like very concerning mm. um that and that's i was i actually tried to get barry horowitz to be my opponent at one oh, point really really about to happen i'll tell that story on on that show but
1: did I ever tell I, you my Barry Horowitz story? No. I was uh I don't want to get too long-winded. I'll try to make it quick. So I brought in Hacksaw Jim Duggan for a couple of shows. One of the shows that I brought him in for by another promoter, that promoter canceled when when Jim was already here. Yeah. And I had to scramble because that's a payday he wasn't going to get. Scott Demore had a show in Windsor. I called Scott Demore and I said, uh, "Can you make a spot for Hacksaw?" He said, uh, I'll, you cover the trans and I'll cover his payday, which is fine. Cause he was already here. So I brought him to Windsor as it turned out, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan was the hottest thing on that show. He got the hot, the, the biggest pop yep. of anybody. And I'm backstage, uh, sitting at a table, Hacksaw's there and Arne Anderson is there and they're just kind of shooting the shit. Barry Horowitz is introduced to me. Somebody told him, you know, Jimmy's doing a bunch of independent shows in Canada. Uh, Did I tell you this? No. Yeah, but, so Barry Horowitz yeah. is introduced to me, and he's a really friendly guy, right? Yes. He's very. a very friendly guy, and he's really eager and uppity. So he's introduced to me, and he's telling me about, you know, I can do this and this, and he pauses and looks at me. I must have had a look on my face that said, I'm not interested. I must have. Yeah. He pauses, and he looks at me, and he goes, you don't care, do you? <laughs> and, and and I looked at him and I said, "I'll just let you know. Give me your number and I'll let you know." But he knew within yeah. you know, thirty seconds of his pitch.
0: Well, let me tell you, in comparison to to what and how I was going to be working in Tampa, I was very excited to try to make something work with Barry Horowitz. And I don't know the last time that he wrestled, but I knew that nobody was going to get hurt in the ring. Not not via shooting, via some terrible, horrible medical accident. Like I know that.
1: He's a pro. Yep.
0: Race. yep. What? Why not wait till the Rumble to reveal the change?
1: Uh, I think that would have been too big. Oh, people would have been pissed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, they had to do it now.
0: Matt J. Hendricks declares his entry into the Royal Rumble. I declared as well.
1: I saw that. Didn't have to Michael, qualify. Good for you.
0: Michael Ryan says, donation for your charity. Uh, I lost both my parents at a young age. Thanks for what you do. Grappling with grief is helping a lot of
1: people out. It's doing good things. Yeah. I can't accept money yet. Um, I'm waiting on the tax number, so I can't accept money yet. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. I might donate that on your behalf uh, someplace else.
0: Guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com
1: right after this. We'll be live for the list goes on. We will. Well, the next thing that I'm going to do, and it's been a long time since I've been able to do this. Yes. And, uh, and I'm not going to lie. I'm excited that I can do it again. Sean Ross Sapp, Let's go to stupid people.
0: Busting out the part timers for for episode two hundred taking my spot
1: almost brings a tear to my eye seeing that video come back up been a yeah. while since we've done it uh, but I I agreed that it had become a little redundant maybe we'll bring it back once a quarter we'll see but uh, I was I was doing these stories up this morning and man Sean it's amazing. The stuff that's out there that's completely real and completely legitimate—it's amazing. And this is why I kept doing it because it's just so absurd. So this first one was reported by the Associated Press on January nineteenth. Get this, Sean. These are real. Like I—I I, looked them up. I do due diligence. I, I look up the news websites. Everything. A man lectured a woman for leaving her child in the back seat of an SUV while while going into the grocery store. The man even threatened to call the police on this on this woman. For leaving her kid in the back seat when she went in the store, there's an added wrinkle to the story, though. What do you think it is? Oh God, I don't. I don't even know. He lectured the woman after he had stolen that SUV. Oh. She left the keys in the SUV. She left the door unlocked. She only planned to go into the store for a few minutes. The man came along, took the SUV. When he left the store, he realized there's a kid in the back seat, drove back to the store, waited for the woman to come out, lectured her and shit all over and said, how dare you do that? And I should call the police. Then you know what he did, Sean? Why?
2: He
1: made her, he made her take the kid out of the car, and then he took off in the stolen car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is,
0: okay, when you, you are getting lectured about moral high ground from a car thief? Yes, you do have to reevaluate some things.
1: They found the car a few hours later, uh, but as per the date of the report, January nineteenth they were still looking for the thief.
0: Well, you know what? Maybe they should stop looking for the thief he he just did everybody a favor.
1: Maybe, maybe. This next one, this was reported by WUSA 9 out of Washington, D.C. on January 19th. There's a man from Freeport, New York. His name is Thomas Fee. And Mr. Fee was charged with participating in the Capitol Hill riot on January 6th. How did he get caught? Which one was he? Thomas Fee is his name from Freeport, New York. I don't know if he was one of the major ones that were all over the news. I
0: saw a bunch of people that like had stubble and then they just shaved it thinking, (laughs) Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Well, in this guy's guy's case, here's how he got caught. He texted a selfie of himself at the Capitol to his girlfriend's brother, who happened to be a federal agent. Oh, good God. So what happened was the agent's sister posted on Facebook something about my boyfriend's here. Her brother, the federal agent, sees it, texts the guy. And the guy confirms by sending him a selfie of him inside the Capitol. That's what he did. He, uh, he faces charges of entering a restricted building on or grounds and impeding the orderly conduct of government business or official function.
0: I don't think this is controversial to say there were a lot of really stupid people there that like. I,
1: it's not political to talk about this because this, this, this would be dumb whether they were pro Trump or or pro Biden or whatever. There was no end game done like the, the 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 only thing was hey let's go in here and now i'm going to take a picture at pelosi's desk or let's go in here and now i'm going to steal this podium, podium. steal the podium and going
0: hey yeah
1: there was no end game they, they had no end game at all it, it was it was really oh dumb God. this last one sean i have to do it for the srs file reported by the guardian on january 6th you might have heard this one because it went a little viral so you okay. might have heard of it DRTV is the public broadcaster in Denmark. And DRTV is being condemned by critics for creating a new children's animated series about a man with a special power. What is his special power, Sean Ross app?
0: Um, he can chop his dick off and it'll grow back.
1: You're close. He has an extraordinarily long penis that he uses to overcome challenges.
0: Listen, listen, I told you no stories about me. I said no stories about me on here ever. That's not fair. This is
1: you bullying me. Okay. You've seen the boys, right? Yes. Do you remember the episode when they go to the insane asylum where they're trying to create new evil superheroes, but they're turning into like misfits? Yes. You remember the guy who's got the penis where he can, he he breaks through the glass and he goes around (laughs) and chokes the guy with it. Yeah. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Look up images from this animated children's series because it's the same thing. The same (sighs) concept. He basically, his name is uh, John Dillerman. That's the name of the character. He uses his penis for such things as rescue operations, hoisting a flight, and even stealing ice cream from children. And here is the best part of this story, Sean. You're going to love this. This is the best part of his story. So there's a lot of critics, obviously.
0: I I see one of the pictures. Did you look it up?
1: Yeah, I looked it yes. up. I'm gonna put yes. it up there for everybody to see. Yeah, do it. John Dillerman is his name. Oh my god. Put that up. It's... Here is here is the best part, Sean. It and, and and pay attention because you're gonna like this one. Uh-huh. So you know that there's a lot of critics that are condemning it, right? Yeah. There's one uh what is she? What's her position? She's a clinical psychologist. Her name is Erla heinison Holstead. She supports the show, Sean. Oh boy. And here is a quote you got to listen to this. Here's the quote from this clinical psychologist. Quote, when a woman in the show. Oh, there it is. That's John. That's this is the new animated children's show on Denmark. Well, television. Let me tell
0: you, if Waldo's dressed like that, you'll be able to find him.
1: <laughs> well, here's the quote from this psychologist, clinical psychologist that's portion of the show. She says, quote, when a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens, which is nice. He is accountable. Oh boy. So what that means is if you're sitting on a subway in New York and you and you're a young lady and a guy comes up and exposes himself to you, so long as you tell him to put it back in his pants and he does, then all is good.
0: Yeah, it's not care.
1: okay. It's not okay at all. Isn't it a, this what world are we living in, John?
0: It's not okay
1: whatsoever. So uh, go to The List Goes On at FightfulSelect.com after this. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about uh, Matt Cardona. We're going to talk about Ethan Page. We're going to talk about yeah. Alexa Bliss. We're going to talk about Raw a little bit. We're going to talk about Matt Riddle. list goes on at
0: Please leave a thumbs up on this, guys. J- JJ says, super chat for stupid people. Love to see it back. Hey, it's a special attraction. Joe Hanson says, cheers for 200. Always love the stupid people song. Michael Ryan says, woman tells judge she wants more money from husband. Illegal drug sales. (laughs) True story. Oh, man. And our friend Cyclops says hello, and I hope everyone's having a blessed day. We're so glad to see you here, Cyclops. Always love seeing you here, my friend. And I love seeing all of you all here. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, episode 200. Thank you for Melissa and Nigel and Camilla for for stopping by.
1: You guys did an awesome job. Sean, again, I tease you that I don't like to bump your tires too much. That video was very well done uh the 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 creative thought that process that went into it you did a really good job on that
0: had that video done a month ago wow a month ago over like the christmas holiday season it was so hard to keep that private
1: did camillo um, and nigel and melissa know that a month ago
0: yeah i have a group chat with them okay we're
1: talking people we're talking
0: they knew and like <laughs> we conspired to create the nba jam thing which they knocked out of the park. Thank you Juan, thank you Camilo for for putting that together because that was unbelievable. It was exactly what I envisioned. Those guys are so talented. Um as far as Melissa, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to find a way to come to Canada and I'm going to kick your ass. That's you know what? it.
1: I think by the end of 2021 we can get it done. I'm confident in saying that. Yeah.
0: Put book me to have the title, Jimmy. For the love of God. Love Let's of God. See? Thank you guys so much until next time we're out.